The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life. It's going to be almost like you're hearing me on a telephone. Wow, wouldn't that be weird? The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think he is. Also, life lessons for our faith that we can actually use. Probably won't, but we can if we decide to be doers of the word and not just hearers. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I'll let you know the next time the rent is due for radio. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes. Your phone calls and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon, and I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through that process, doing things that maybe you've done to yourself, which maybe aren't the most brilliant things, like, I don't know, having surgery and then hurting your wound where you had surgery and then needing surgery again, stuff like that. We're talking about that. Here's the bottom line. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question... If you have something that's going on in your heart and your mind, today you won't be able to call in, so that's not going to work, but you can text in 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. If you do that, it'll come right to me. You don't have to say who you are. You can still be kind of hidden in the shadows. You can still be kind of anonymous, but you just text 214-210-8483 or... You can also, during the show, email me, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. One more time so you can know it. David at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to our website, which we need a little help with. Uh, As you will be able to tell, the website will give you, on a regular basis, updates on what's going on, which I'll explain in just a moment, and that it's also got some encouraging video and audio, plus some different cool things, some old sermons, things of that nature. Do me a favor and check out hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook. You must increase ministry. 
YouTube, he must increase ministry. Okie dokie, artichokey. So let me give you a couple of updates real quickly. So, as you know that we did the show by phone on Monday, and we did that so we can test in case there was a problem with my MRI on Tuesday. There was no problem with the MRI on Tuesday. It worked just fine. It just explained that I tore the very place that I tore from my kneecap. I tore it again. <laughs> so there's a couple of things that you can do. I've been saying this all along, and I'll say it to you now. There's this big part of me that wants to blame Satan. Just want to go, it's the devil's fault. He did it, right? I mean, this is, you know, Adam and Eve all over again. She made me do it. Then the snake made me do it. Then there's this other part of me that wants to get very spiritual and say, well, the Lord doth have a greater overriding purpose of this whole thing, and we shall see that revealed. And yet, I still hope that, so don't think I don't believe that can happen. But then there's that third part of me that thinks, Dave slipped on the water, he's a klutz, and then he started walking on his leg three days after his surgery, drove down to the station, threw the dog, threw the ball for the dogs, did all the things he wasn't supposed to do, and thereby, through his own lack of brilliance, created a second need for a surgery. <laughs> now, I'm not going to tell you which one I'm going to vote for. I'm going to let you guys figure that out, but I feel in my heart as though you may be able to figure out what's going on. On the website, I'm going to give either a daily, every you know, 24 hours or so, so on, an update as to what's going on and what's happening. I can tell you right now I'm having surgery tomorrow. Uh, I have to be there at 2.30, and the doctors just said that he was very nice in the fact that he said, I'll do it again, but he said, you have to remain perfectly still as much as possible so my wonderful best friend greatest person in the whole world noel is going to stay home with me for two weeks two weeks of vacay time and uh won't be a vacation for her though she's going to take care of me and i'm not allowed to do anything so we'll be doing some replays in the first week of that and then in the second week we're going to coordinate it so i can do some live replays through the phone. So if you're like, gosh, I don't like that, or I don't want to hear the replays, I understand, but that's our situation. We ask you to hang out with us in the process. We hope you will. We hope it still turns out to be a blessing, because there's still many great things for us to understand through the Word, and I want to share what some of those are as it is. Let me just check in with uh, my Captain Chris and make sure that we're sounding good. I think we're sounding good. Just remember, if you folks want to reach out to us uh, during the show, you can always text, and then you can always uh, send an email. That'd be for prayer requests or praise reports. We'll do them right here live on the air, uh, and that's kind of how we'll do it. I can't get into long conversations, as you might imagine, but we will do our best to accommodate. In the meantime, I want to take us back to Psalm chapter 9, and I want us to look at verse 14. And verse 14 says that I may tell of all your praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion, I will rejoice in your salvation. Now, there are so many awesome things in this life that we get to rejoice in. Let's be honest. 
grandkids are phenomenal. They're your kids without making the mistakes yet. So they're awesome. You can rejoice in them. Sometimes if you're a sporting fan, your team winning in overtime, that is awesome. Sometimes if you're a foodie guy like I am, it could just be the most fantastic rack of uh, baby back ribs with the most wonderful barbecue sauce on it. That is so awesome. There's joy in that. There's an enjoyment in that. But all those things stop. They all have a stopwatch on them. A sporting event comes to the end. That's why there's usually so many quarters in an overtime. A wonderful meal comes to an end. The joy of your kids or grandkids being perfect always comes to an end. But your salvation will last forever. You will never forget your salvation. You will never have it escape. You will always know. Now, will you, when you get to heaven, will you know all the harsher things? Nope, you won't. But you'll never forget the greatness and the goodness that comes from our glorious Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, died on that cross, was buried, and three days later rose again, that salvation that we have because we acknowledge the testimony of God is an everlasting source of joy. Oh, boy. It doesn't run out. And what's cool, what you might catch here, is you get it now and later, it will never go away. It's the joy of our salvation. And we get to rejoice. And so when things are down, when you have to do, you know, things that you don't want to do, you know, I don't know, like a second surgery or something along those lines, you know, because maybe you did things you shouldn't have done, then you can always find in your spirit, in your system, in your existence, a place to find everlasting, consistent, brilliant, fresh, anointed joy. And that's the work that Jesus did for you and I. And so he says, that I may tell of all your praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion, I will rejoice in your salvation. I mean, is that just the greatest? You get to have a constant joy. As soon as you say yes, as soon as you surrender, as soon as you acknowledge the beginning of that joy, which you get to tag into or tap into for your entire existence, this side and the next side, that joy is yours. And of all the stuff that's going on, you just, just think this one thought. In a hundred years, when I'm hanging out with Jesus, does any of this other stuff matter? Like, no way. There's no way that that stuff matters the way that joy can empower us. It cannot be compared. These, these things that are irritating will fall by the wayside, but our joy, it's going to last forever. That's a long time.
<laughs> I think it's awesome. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. You know, it's not just the audience that needs stuff. Sometimes the host needs a little bit of a, you know, a little Tell bit me the of- show's all about you. Well, this segment is. <laughs> okay. I'm not about the show, but I would say this segment, and it actually has a title for the DDD. It's called Joke Time. Is Christian humor allowed in teaching? We've actually had complaints. You know, oh, you can't teach the gospel and use humor. That's why Jesus called uh, James and John the sons of thunder because it wasn't a humorous quip. You're right. Uh, pretty bad exegetical process, but let's look at it. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. Proverbs 17, 22. A joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart is good medicine. You've heard that before. That's not new. You know that's the case. But what happens is people take these unique interpretations in Scripture, and they think that it applies to all processes. So somebody actually said to a member at our station, you can't use levity in the gospel proclamation because Paul says you can't do it in 2 Corinthians. And then it's like, "Eh, wrong answer. This is why we do the thing called read. That's always fun. And uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7 says this, in case you were trying to figure out where did that word levity come from, it's only in one translation. It's actually never used in any other capacity. But here is what he was talking about. Was I fickle when I intended to do this? Or when I made my plans, did I make so in a worldly manner in the same breath as to say yes, yes, and no, no? The only time that the potential word levity is used is when Paul is talking about meeting with the Corinthians. And the one interpretation you could use is, was I using lightness? It's not really the word for levity, just in case you're wondering. But was I used, did I use lightness when I made my plans with you? In other words, was I kidding around when I made plans to come see you? No. That's what Paul said. Not, you can never use humor. So whoever kind of swapped those two together really, really needs really needs to, like, relax. I think that would be the key. And then for those that are just curious, you know, when the gospel talks about, this is kind of one of those classic things, when the gospel talks about making declaration and the foolishness of preaching, the word is moria, moria, from which we get the word silliness. So Paul's like, yeah, preaching the gospel for the Greek people and for the Jewish people in large, it's kind of like a silliness thing. Yeah, that's what he said. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't forget it's KAAMN 770. Hmm, I like that very much. Okay, here's your first trivia question. Get ready. Get ready. Are you ready? I hope you're ready. Here you go. What did Matthew do for a living before he became a disciple of Jesus? Seems easy, but you got to get it right. What did Matthew do before, before, what did he do for a living before he became a disciple of Jesus? If you think you know the answer, you can text 
text in. That'd be 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. While you're doing that, we're going to go over our DNA. A little hard to do it right now with me and Chris, so I'm just going to do the DNA with us, for us, to, to us, and towards us because it just works out a little easier. The DNA is what we're made up of. It's our building blocks. The D stands for draw closer to the Lord daily. I was praying today, loving it. I just got I just got an I am from Chris. It says daily. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, I was praying today, and you just cannot escape when Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. And it's like, there you go. That's your model. That tells us. People, when they pray the Lord's Prayer, you don't have to pray the exact words, but he gave us a model. He modeled that prayer for us. And one thing we see in that model is daily thanksgiving. So draw closer to the Lord daily. We want to be in that process. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. I'll be the first one to tell you, while some people are resistant, I'll be the first one to tell you, you know, some of the things, some of the systematic theologies in the New Testament, they're complex. Some of the things that Paul writes, and some of the things that are connected between Ezekiel and John and Revelation, there's some complexity to them. However, there's no reason to be ashamed because I don't get it all. I trust that God knows how to write a book because I trust that he knows how to create the universe because I trust that he saved me in my salvation through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. So never be ashamed of Jesus' words, even if you don't get it all. And then A, always be ready to serve, which is the nice way <laughs> he just wrote again, to serve. <laughs> Captain Cruz, he's going to be known, by golly. Uh, the bottom line is, in that serving towards one another, we're aware of God, sensitive to God, connected to God, thinking about God, which is important because we can get caught up in our own things so tight we don't even think or make room for God. And then you're also aware of other people's universes. So even though I'm going to go through something, I'm going to spend a lot of my time in prayer, not just sitting there talking about me. I already know about me. God already knows about me. I just don't want to hear idiot come out of the great work of heaven. But I'm going to pray for other people, too, and get involved in their worlds, and that will take away from some of the attempted discouragement in my own world. It's like, there you go. That's how you do that. That's our DNA. Draw closer to the Lord daily, and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. A, always be ready to serve, sensitive to God and sensitive to one another. All right, the trivia question that we asked, I got a bunch of people texting in, so you guys are doing great. What did Matthew do for a living? We'll give that answer at the end, because you can't call in. Sorry about that. Uh, but we will get these things worked out as best we can. Let's go into the next portion of the text that is in the Psalms, and it's a fantastic and very powerful portion at that. It says this in verse 16, the Lord is known by the judgment he executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. This is a huge moment here, even in our own country, but they're here in the text. 
the Lord is making it clear through the verbal plenary process of communicating his what he desires to be written through King David without David losing his personality. That's the verbal plenary, often called plenary verbal, but should be verbal plenary. Anyway, the whole process, David is saying, through the Holy Spirit, is the wicked are going to get caught up in their own wickedness, their own work of their own hands. If you've ever wondered... At what point do you get to see when the wicked person gets theirs? The answer is, that's not your concern. That's God's job to bring that judgment as he sees fit. You might be thinking, but I want to see it. I want to see it all take place. Well, congratulations. I want there to be an endless supply of barbecue sandwiches that have no calories. I don't get that either. So how it works is you entrust judgment and righteousness into the hands of God. But the Lord says this one thing to us, and I think we need to be aware of it. We talked about this in Ezra regarding uh, the United States on Monday. Ezra, when praying for Israel, though he didn't personally commit the sin, took on the sin of his nation and asked for forgiveness. We ought to do the same thing for our country. Here it says in verse uh, 16 and 17, the wicked shall be turned into hell and the nations that forget God. I'm not sure to what level people started this country in God, though there's little doubt that the word creator is in some of our founding documents. And there was a lot of church activity. I think we'd all agree with that historically, though they're trying to rewrite history because they don't like the way history sounds. We know this country had a great deal of reverence and respect for God. And in the beginning, and many things the way they were going, this country had a phenomenal influence and a greatness. We used to send out missionaries to every country. Now countries are sending missionaries to our country because part of our nation is forgetting God. And that will turn the wickedness and the wickedness into this of this nation towards the direction of hell. And that's a bad thing. So what we want to be doing is remember the very next verse says the needy will not always be forgotten and the expectation of the poor shall not perish. We, as the needy before the Lord, and our expectation level high should be turning to the Lord for the sake of our nation, for the sake of him not just fulfilling our needs, but bringing his rightness and his righteousness, but also repenting for the sake of our nation, which has been doing many things, especially in the last 40 years, uh, that are just off the charts. I mean, now in our country, to kill a child that's just coming out of the womb is no big deal. And it's like, are you kidding I mean, did you see the Lord going, oh, yeah, no big deal. It's like, wow. So just think about that level of disintegration we've taken as a nation. And when you pray for our country, and I don't care what side you're on in the sense of politically, except that you need to be on God's side first, make sure that you petition the Lord and ask for forgiveness for some of the horrible things that our nation has done. Because the disintegration into darkness and evil is growing. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Here's something that's fascinating. Jesus talking about the end times. 
in one of his parables, said that the wicked and the good, referring to the wheat and the tares, would grow together. And, you know, in many ways, good has grown, but so has wickedness. It also grows. As we've said before, we now have a hundred more ways to kill people than we did 50 years ago. So that's growing. So we need to be a people that come before the Lord and pray that, that our nation would not forget God. And we individually need to be a people that do not forget God. You can't say, oh, I've got God. I see him on Sunday. Sometimes I go to Bible study. Every once in a while I watch something on TV. That's not having God in your life. That's having an add-on of Christianity just for the fun of it. That's not an answer. True Christianity, authentic Christianity, is a living relationship with a living God, not a visit once a month. Okay? That's just the the truth of the matter. We don't want to be a nation that, no, we just have God every so often. You know, we don't want to go too overboard in that God stuff. I wonder if anybody's going to say that when the trumpet blows, (laughs) and it's all about spending the rest of eternity with God. If they're all going to say, well, we don't want too much of that God stuff, or will that tune change as well? Interesting, huh? God won't forget you because you're one of his. But God will turn his face away from a nation that has forgotten him. So we need to pray. We need to intercede. We need to stand in the gap for our own country. Okay? All right. All right, now I want to go back to trivia. See? Look at, look at. Captain Chris and I are on the exact same page. I said trivia. He typed in trivia at the exact same time. How good is that? All right, now Matthew, as many of you know, was a tax collector. He collected taxes from the Jews for the Romans. So guess what? The Jewish people didn't like him. He was an unpopular guy doing what nobody in in the the general society liked, and yet that's who God chose to write the first gospel that makes its appeal to the Jewish people. In fact, Matthew was written in the understanding that Matthew was writing to the Jewish culture. God chose somebody that the people despised and disliked, not a popular guy, and changed his heart. And then he wrote that gospel, and just so we can all be on the same page, millions of people have become Christians because of Matthew's writings. So God took somebody that wasn't that cool and made him super-duper cool. God could take us and make us super-duper in his kingdom for his glory, right? All right. And take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. 
Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. With his special guest today, focus on the family trauma specialist, Tim Sanford. People, as they try to sort this out, they, they, they go through this, uh, they, they go through maybe a litany or a list in their mind and try to evaluate, well, you know, is this this and is this this? And, and what you said right there is the key, that the core of our strength, the core of our ability to, to go on yet for another day in the midst of what we would consider to be uh, chaos, both uh, socially, politically, and, and in other realms, is the Lord. I mean, the Lord gives us the ability. Until he blows that trumpet, we are not done. Exactly, and that's where we come back to people ask me, well, again, the why, why, why questions that people all across the U.S. are asking. And my best theological accurate answer I can give them is, I don't know. I don't stop there. That is an accurate answer. I finished my answer then by saying, here's what I do know. I know that God is still on his throne. I know that God knew what was going on. I don't know why he no I don't know why that here's what I do know God is a still a loving God he still is in charge here's what I do know here's what I do know here's what I do know The David Spoon experience